0: it's so important to just live in the present rather than worrying about the future or even worrying about the past for some people that could also be challenging Have you traveled anywhere? I have but I've never traveled alone and that's something I've always feared because of the you know something might happen especially Mm -hmm. not knowing the language you know it's interesting when you said I want to do more things that people don't expect me to do
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, because I think I get that too
1: It says my basic fear Is of being without support and guidance And my basic desire is to have security and support Which now that I think about it is very true hi there my name is joneal and you are listening to the blooming project a real talk on growth and the things that make us who we are i just wanted to say a quick thank you to everyone who has been listening so far thank you for supporting and loving this podcast i'm here to tell stories and to give you all real insight into our lives and what i love about chatting with friends is that although this is a public platform i really admire them for being so vulnerable with their experiences and giving honest opinions and wow, Uh, two minutes in and we were already talking about life goals. so with my friend Annie, I wanted to touch on the topic of trying new things and what we think about when we either make a change in our lives or when we try something no one expects us to do. although I like to say that the 20s is the perfect time to try something new, there is not an imperfect time to do things, if that makes sense. so that's the first half, but we get to dive deep into our personalities and how we deal With the world around us in the second half of this podcast. So this is just an FYI, but let's go on with the episode. Today, I brought another friend over to join me. She is also a dancer. Her name is Annie Panganiban. Hi, Annie. Woo!
0: Thanks for having me. What's an interesting fact about yourself? I don't know about interesting, but I have a lot of facts about myself. (laughs) A fact about me is I just injured my neck from climbing oh that's a that's a good fact i i rock i like to rock climb um i've been rock climbing for six months now consistently so that's what i do if i'm not dancing or working or eating or sleeping i just hit
1: the the golden 25 do you have a any goals in
0: mind now that you're you just hit 25 oh man all of the things that i listed out when I was in high school that I wanted to accomplish by 25 just blew out the just blew out in the window and so I guess like now making making goals is so different um especially like entering 2020 recently Mm -hmm. everyone was like setting goals Uh, for the year. Yeah. After reflecting, you know, from the last decade of the things that I actually wanted to accomplish and how I didn't accomplish them, setting goals is no longer a yearly thing. It's, it's a daily thing. And I think what I learned from that is setting more, you know, reachable goals or measurable goals rather than long-term, long-term goals tend to be overwhelming. And if you don't hit the mark, it's like, wow, I screwed up, kind of thing, you know. I think yeah. that's why a lot
1: of times I'm afraid to set long-term goals for myself. Mm-hmm. I remember having this conversation with another friend. He asked me, oh, what's a goal that you want to accomplish in a year?
0: Yeah.
1: What's a goal you want to accomplish in five years? How yeah. about 10 years? And I'm I, thinking to myself, that's really scary. Yeah, it is. Because I don't want to give that big expectation for myself. Right. Like, I don't even know what I want to eat for dinner. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Living life in the present for you know? sure and it's a hard that could be a hard thing a challenging thing for some people like for me I I see myself as a'm definitely a go-getter and so I'm used to not setting goals but like chasing after my goals and like and it doesn't have to be even my goals it ha- it, it could just be something that I just want to pursue you know um, something that I want to win at. And if I don't accomplish that, it's almost like trying to open a door that's locked, you know. If I can't open it, it's very discouraging for me. It's so important to just live in the present rather than worrying about the future or even worrying about the past for some people. That could also be challenging.
1: What goal do you have right now? Oh, (laughs) and I'm I'm not giving you a timeline, this a goal okay. it can be something you want to accomplish yeah. today or tomorrow or like in
0: a month i don't care yeah. i just want to know i'm curious um man i feel like you've already asked that question and i like prolonged it so i'm like when it comes to answers i don't just like answer by just like one sentence i just i give a whole backup story yeah, that no it's perfect it's what we need in this podcast. Um, to eat healthy yeah but it's a goal that I have to remind myself every day. Especially this past week, I was not eating healthy at all. I was eating lechon kawali, <laughs> kare was kare. Not
1: bad at all. <laughs> you know what? I would
0: eat that. That's fine. <laughs> really high on cholesterol. Um, yeah. Especially, I, I I think I felt it because um, from this neck injury, I wasn't active. I didn't dance. I didn't climb, and so I I didn't work out. So without the exercise and just having, you know, the junk in my body, feeling that, feeling the exhaustion and the drowsiness, it's like, man, I'm, I'm like literally sitting on a couch thinking I need to shift my diet real quick. Um, especially this week when I'm like not, you know, exercising, so. Cause before I would like always feel tired. Like every time I eat, I, I felt drowsiness, I felt fatigued. So this is the second time I injured my neck. And then I sprained my knee. And then um, during maxed out season, I was having some gut problems. Mm-hmm. I was always feeling tired. I, I like coming to work, I felt fatigued. And again, like I thought that was a normal thing because I was always busy. I was always climbing, I was dancing. I'm, I'm always active, I'm always doing something. And so I thought it was coming from the activities that I was doing, um, but no, it wasn't. It was coming from the diet. And it was a lack of vegetables, lack of fiber. I was eating a lot of things that are high on cholesterol. Eating a lot of junk food, you know. You're Filipino, living at home where F- Filipino food is always available. Yeah, it's it's so easy to just access, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I. When it comes to health goals, I think more vegetables. It's not that, it's not that I don't like it. It's just I, my taste buds are not used to it, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it has, I have my own cravings. Yeah. And so fighting those cravings like sweets, um, I don't know, like Filipino foods that are really good, like lechon. Um, yeah, it could be challenging mm-hmm. because making that drastic change is always challenging, right? that's why it's hard but I think once you get the habit of it like for two weeks or at least like a month mm-hmm. um, I heard that you start your taste bud starts to shift too right
1: yeah I think that works with one, my roommate right now yeah it worked for her because she's now a complete vegetarian mm-hmm Now that you're 25, is there something that you've always wanted to try?
0: Um, right now, actually, so this is more of a long-term, well, kind of like goal that I want, I want to achieve as soon as possible, but like it can't happen now. Mm-hmm. Um, something that I've always wanted to try is living on my own. Mm. So I'm definitely saving up to make that move it's a big move for someone that's in her mid-twenties. I I kind of just need that now. I've had the experience of living with roommates and it was a great experience. I lived with three other girls. Um, well, at one point we were five, um, but then it went to four. And it was really great, like I get to wake up and talking to someone about life and just about things, you know, connecting with, these girls versus now waking up to the wall and the world and you're alone it's a shift but I think yeah I'm ready for it I think everyone should have that experience of living alone living alone or just yeah being alone you know to just discover yourself and yeah I always
1: like to encourage people to travel alone. That too. Yeah. That's my huge thing because Mm -hmm. I felt like I did that in college when I studied abroad for the first time Mm -hmm. sophomore year. I like live with people, but just the idea of actually studying abroad. um, I didn't go backpacking by myself, but you know, just exploring a foreign land on your own Mm -hmm. on a regular basis, Mm -hmm. it's something that I highly encourage. It, It was scary definitely. Just not knowing the fear of the unknown. But I was really, really excited to just travel. Yeah. I think that excitement kind of like masked my fear, Mm. sort Mm -hmm. of. Going around not being completely fluent in the language that is spoken in that country. Feeling homesick, not being around people that are familiar. It was just a new experience that everything was just Huh? what mm. it was just all new mm-hmm. I, was, I felt like a newborn baby mm. just like seeing the world for the first time like i don't know if i should be scared
0: mm-hmm. if
1: if i should be happy or like surprised i was like whoa mm-hmm. so it took a long time to actually sink to get all the feelings to sink in yeah. when i was traveling alone mm-hmm. i think i was just happy to have control just like full control over what i wanted to do I was like, hmm, my parents aren't here. Yeah. None of my friends are, I, I can't ask my friends for opinions. So mm-hmm. I was just, just listing off the things that I want to do and just going off from there. Yeah, I mean, I was stuck in a foreign country, but hey, I have to make the best of it. No one was there to tell me how to live my life. Obviously, there's, some, there's a social, like, social rule, social construct of being in that country. And mm-hmm. I was just going with the flow. So it made you feel like,
0: made you feel independent. <laughs>
1: Basically. Yeah. I think I was maneuvering around that word.
0: Yeah. I mean, that is that. It is that. It is
1: ultimately just being independent. Have you traveled anywhere?
0: I Um, have, but I've never traveled alone. And that's something I've always feared because of the, you know, like something might happen, especially Mm -hmm. like not knowing the language, but it is a goal. I definitely want to travel alone one day, maybe domestically first Mm -hmm. and then abroad, um because going abroad is just a scary thing. I have gone abroad with like group of friends and it was already hard with that like it's a trying lot. to connect with people um especially with uh, in a country that is a lot more culture shocking from mm-hmm. someone that came from a western american culture.
1: Where do you want to go in the United States?
0: In the United States? Yeah, you said domestically. Um well, I'm a big nature girl, so I definitely want to visit Colorado. That's always Ooh, been
1: Colorado's place. amazing. Yeah. I haven't been, but a lot of my friends like to go snowboarding there.
0: Yeah, love it there. I've seen pictures in Alaska. Oh, oh my gosh! Alaska and Colorado are like my go-to. Yeah, I've just seen a lot of beautiful pictures of nature landscape that I just. I just want to connect to, you know, Mm -hmm. I feel connected when I'm outside and it's, especially if I, if I have to travel alone, that is a must have, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah. On a warm weather for sure. In Alaska? Um, yeah. I heard summer in Alaska is really beautiful. Ooh, that'd be great. Light lasts until I don't even know like 9 p.m. like when it's 9 p.m. it it, it feels like it's still two o'clock in oh the afternoon. yeah
1: I, I think well I saw from a movie The Proposal
0: I've never seen it yet
1: with Sandra Bullock and um Ryan Reynolds with Sandra Bullock uh, and Ryan yeah, Reynolds uh-huh. and they have to like close the curtains when they go to bed because mm. the sun's still out yeah Continuing on the topic of just trying new things, yesterday, we definitely (laughs) tried a new
0: thing. Yes.
1: (laughs) Crazy bed hacks, girlfriends. Yes. We went axe throwing for the first time. Yes. That was so exciting. That was a lot of fun. You texted me like last week. You're like, hey, you busy Saturday night? And I was like, no, what's up? And you said, you want to go axe throwing? And I was like, hell Yeah. (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) yes <laughs> yeah
1: I was really really excited. How was it for you? How was that experience for you? yeah, so
0: this is actually my second time going act story okay um yeah, it's really funny because the the games we played the um the first time I tried was pretty much the same games that we played uh last night so definitely getting used to like throwing the axe and holding the axe with control was Mm -hmm. it it took a while to get used to because um one because we kept rotating and I think in order to get used to things you you just have to consistently go at it Mm -hmm. um so having to wait for your turn kind of kind of delays your uh your way of like learning the technique
1: yeah
0: or getting used to the technique um but I had a lot of fun it was it was a blast last time i went we had to combine teams with um another group that we are just we don't know and so going with a group of friends that i know this time was um was a lot of fun very supportive so
1: yeah it was a lot of fun and our team name was crazy axe girlfriend yes we had to make a pun Yeah, one of our other friends, Rianne, she is really into puns, and you—you uh, th- you think you helped think of the idea too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. Really funny.
0: Yeah, she was like, "Let's let's put the the axe in there," and we were all—we uh, were a group of girls, so we were like, we were thinking, girl, or what is it, ex girlfriend? Yeah, suffers. like ex girlfriend. I'm like, let's call us the the crazy ex girlfriend. <laughs> So yeah, we came up with that name.
1: You're you're pretty good. You had that stance. Thanks. I was trying to imitate that.
0: Oh, thanks. Yeah, I kept practicing like in the back without the axe just to get the form. I think it's all about the grip. It's just yeah. It there is was all about the grip. I was able to get a bullseye. Yeah. And the grip that I used was a grip that I wasn't supposed to use apparently. Oh. Yeah. Because before that, before I, I made it. I was using that form and I didn't make it. And the guy, um, our host Cody was like, you shouldn't do that because it's dangerous. But I'm like, I'm not gonna listen to you. <laughs> I feel comfortable. So it's not like the ax flew right back at me, you know, it just, it just fell. And so I did it again and then I hit the bullseye. So <laughs> yeah.
1: I think we all made the bullseye, right?
0: I think we all did. Yeah. I think we I
1: think all did. We all did. Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. I just had to
0: hit it at one point. Yeah. Um, yeah. You did really well for your first time too. I was surprised myself. Yeah. I don't know how. I think you did pretty good. You and Sam, everyone in our team did really well. Cheers for trying new things.
1: Yeah. I felt really badass.
0: Yeah, <laughs> bad acts. <laughs>
1: I think these days, I've been trying to do things that people don't expect me to do. Yeah. Especially the badass things.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, don't,
1: I, don't know, I was afraid of, like, throwing my shoulder. I think that's... We, we stretched beforehand, so I'm surprised, yeah. like,
0: everything was fine in the morning. This mm-hmm. morning was great. Yeah. yeah, Cody, I don't know if you noticed. So there was a point where, um, yeah, I think all, almost all of the girls when they tried, there was a point where the axe flew right back. Or no, it wasn't the girls who, who, who threw it, it was the guys. Yeah, it was always the guys. And then it would like bounce back, like in the aisle where the girls are at, and Cody, the host, would always protect us. Yeah. But like when it happens to the guys, <laughs> he doesn't do anything. And oh I'm really? Like, I didn't yeah. notice that. Yeah. I even like called him out on it, I'm like, because there was a point where, um, I think it was Nish or Kunal, um, they almost got hit. Well, they didn't almost got hit, but like the axe the bounced right back. Yeah. I'm like, Cody, like, you're not going to do anything? I see you always protecting the girls. What about the guys? They need help <laughs> too. Uh, but yeah, I thought that
1: was interesting. I feel like we both do pretty badass things. Like, I want to know when the
0: first time you tried to do climbing. So I was introduced to rock climbing 2019, summer of 2019. Yeah, I was really scared because we did top ropes Mm -hmm. and that's where you're like in a harness um, and you climb up to like, I don't know, 100 feet high. Well, we're not 100 feet, but I'm exaggerating, but it's pretty high. I was scared like I'm, I'm fearful of heights mm-hmm. definitely and especially when your control is on your hands mm-hmm. and like I also easily sweat so that is a disadvantage because like you could just slip out and then like if you fall you just fall but at the same time like you're protected because you're in a harness or if you're bouldering um you're landing on something soft you know but there's still possibilities for injuries. That's one of the badass things that I've tried before. <laughs> you know, it's interesting when you said I want to do more things that people don't expect me to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because I think I get that too. I was just thinking about my physique the other day, because I was reflecting on how I can be perceived and what people. Or yeah, how I can be perceived and how that can affect the way people interact with me. So Mm -hmm. I'm 5'1", I'm I'm Asian, and I look like I'm 16, right? (laughs) When people interact with me, they're usually either joking around or like they're roasting me if it's a guy, friend, um, or if it's a girl. like. I feel like I'm always inferior. Like I've always interacted with them as like my bigger sister, you know? I've never been in the, the big sister role. And so I don't know how this is connected to being a badass. <laughs> that vibe of cute girl, mm-hmm. little girl, you know, you expect them to, well, whatever you want to expect or think of when, you, when we think about that stereotype of, personality um or not even just personality but just that kind of demographic i guess i told myself i i'm not that type of girl you know i i like to climb i like to dance i like video games i like nature yeah let's go (laughs) you know um i want to go do a bunch of things that people expect from a guy to do you know Uh, yeah that's the thing like the things that i feel like the things i like to do are very boyish things but I don't want to genderfy it but I'm saying that because if a girl does it then she's a badass right yes and I'm not just doing this to to be a badass I'm doing it simply because I, I love doing it and I want to do it you know exactly so, I don't know where this is going but
1: no it's going somewhere great, <laughs> it's
0: somewhere great. because you're, I totally understand what you're saying do you get that too I, I definitely feel like we're get that. we're we're both Filipinos, we're both the same height. You're a little younger than me, but you yeah. look like we could be in the same age. Yeah. <laughs> age range. I I
1: definitely see how people can see that we're the same age. Mm-hmm. We have kind faces.
0: hmm Kind kind faces. faces. Yep.
1: Yeah, when you said that, oh people say that we're cute. Mm-hmm. That's all I got in high school, in mm-hmm. middle school. Yeah. And even in college, like, well no one tells mm-hmm. me that, oh, you're sexy. No, mm-hmm. Not a lot of people mm-hmm. say that. Mm-hmm. Maybe my mom. <laughs> the, the things that I agree with you, the things that people say that are quote-unquote boyish are the things that I love doing. Mm-hmm. Like, I love, I just started boxing over the summer.
0: Yeah. And
1: I, compl- I love it. I really, really love it. And I think that's why I, I'm kind of, I don't know if I'm, like, going off on a tangent here. But I think that's why when it comes to the television shows that I watch, the movies, Mm. the entertainment that I consume, it's all about woman empowerment. Something that is a man's, quote unquote, a man's expertise in general.
0: But you do it because you simply want to do it.
1: I like it because it's fun. It makes me feel powerful. Mm. Like I feel like I can go through the rest of my life knowing that I can do this. Mm -hmm. Starting those things like boxing, for example, it took a lot of courage for Mm. me, for sure. I knew that not a lot of people were doing it. I think the scariest part is that you're going in there blind, Mm. (laughs) for me. Just not a lot of my friends were doing it.
0: Ah, okay.
1: Yeah, I knew a lot of girls were doing it. Okay. The moment I stepped foot in that studio, I think, like, almost all of them were girls and, like, Mm. two guys, Mm -hmm. and I thought that was really cool. Okay. Just starting it was, like, the biggest thing. Mm.
0: I felt the same way during the first couple of weeks when I started climbing. I remember because I climbed alone and I remember feeling intimidated because I wasn't doing it with people that I know. There was a lack of support.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Because
0: yeah. it's different when you're doing things for the first time with people that, that you know that you feel safe with mm-hmm. um, versus you're literally in a pool where you don't know anyone and there are a lot of people that are better than you when you're just starting but it just for me also it just so happened that there were a lot of i was one of the few girls that were climbing i mean it's changing now but it's expected to also be as a as a guy sport but yeah i i felt unsafe for a while until i got the hang of it but that's expected because once you get the hang of it you boost confidence that support is. It's not that it's no longer needed, but it's like you could do this on your own now. I don't want to use those things as my identity. Mm-hmm. I never, like, even dance. My job. I never want to put that as like, yeah. When we think of Annie, we think about these things. You yeah. Know? It's. I mean, it's cool. Like, I'm. I'm honored to be thought about for those kinds of things um but it has definitely shaped my personality Mm -hmm. because of the experiences i've had within those activities yeah
1: for sure how would you describe your personality oh man
0: (laughs) um well if you're familiar with the myers-briggs yes i am an e i i yeah it's either s or i or s or n oh sorry yeah n ENFJ
1: Well you're you are so you, would you say that you're an extrovert?
0: mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Okay. Yeah. Are you looking it up?
1: Yeah. So according to this website called 16personalities.com, you are a protagonist. Is it ENFJA or yeah. ENFJT? A. Oh, ENFJA. Yeah, so what did you learn about from yourself that? from that?
0: I'm like, yeah, that's totally me. <laughs> Starting from the extrovert, I'm I definitely need community to be recharged Mm -hmm. something that I learned about myself was like back in when I was still in college there are times where I would just feel lonely but what helped was going to Starbucks and just reading a book and being surrounded with people like that I don't Mm, even have to
1: talk to okay
0: it makes a It makes a difference in how I'm feeling that day. So recharging, yeah, community to be recharged emotionally and mentally, too. Mm -hmm. I read behind, like, (laughs) intentions a lot. Oh, okay. So, especially coming from an artist, right? Mm -hmm. I decide by how I feel more than... I mean, I try... So this is what I'm... I think the result that I got for this Mm -hmm. one is... 57% feeling and um, the other the rest was perspective because when it comes to decision making I don't want to just go by how I feel I like always talk to someone about it first especially if it's a big decision right for Jay judgmental but it's not when people hear that they're like "Ooh, she's judgmental (laughs) I think this connects with the whole intuition thing you're watching a lot right I guess you're watching a lot so. and therefore you're interpreting a lot.
1: I think so. This is very confusing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's me. Yes, yeah, so you are. That's my personality.
1: ENFJ, you know, these personality tests. Do you, do you feel that it's a completely accurate? Because um, as much as I want to be put in a category, I feel like that right. I'm. It doesn't completely describe me. I think it vaguely describes me mm-hmm. in various situations. Mm-hmm. I am an INFJ. I feel like I need that time alone to just reinvigorate myself, Mm -hmm. just to Mm re-energize. But at the same time, you know, I get lonely also. Mm -hmm. And I do value time with other people
0: yeah i definitely don't want to again like use this type as a as a blueprint for my identity you Mm -hmm. know i recommend it to use as a guide rather than as a identification Mm -hmm. because it helps it helps for you to reflect on your triggers and your habits in order to to grow uh, personally you need awareness in that that's true yeah I think that's why I like
1: zodiacs mm. or like the horoscopes yeah. or the star signs. It's not the biggest thing in the world for me, the star signs, but I think it's really, really interesting. Yeah, I, I'm a Capricorn and I have a lot of other friends who are Capricorns and we're not the same. Mm-hmm. We're not mm-hmm. the same at all. And I know there's like the rising sign, your moon, right. your sun, mm-hmm. and it's so, so, so complicated. What's your sign?
0: I'm Scorpio. Okay. Yeah. My rising is... Aquarius? Okay. I'm not so familiar with Zodiacs. I used to be, like, really big on it. Mm-hmm. I stepped out of it because I got the habit of making it as a... Almost like a fortune... Not a fortune teller. Like... Like a... Pre- it's almost predictor? like a prediction... Predicting of, like, what, what is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Right? Because from the horoscopes, like, the da- daily horoscopes, it, mm-hmm. it says will tell you, like, what's going to happen in a day or in a month or in a week, right? Based out of your your signs. Um, and it could be broken down into, like, your relationships, work, your love life. Yeah. And a lot of those had feared so me. So I, I knew that I needed to let that go because mm-hmm. um, it was not serving me in a healthy way but again like i i like reading about it i like reading about the different signs and like what it says about them but i don't like using it as an identifier for people you know that's true i don't like putting people in a box i think there's more i like are you familiar with the enneagram yes yeah that's (laughs) that's the one i i feel like i use the most more than the personality types For
1: those who don't know what the Enneagram test is, I realize we didn't really explain this, so I'm butting in. According to truity.com, it is another system of personality typing that analyzes the patterns of how people see the world and manages their emotions. In an Enneagram model, there are 9 different personality types, different numbers. Each personality has a certain filter or lens that they view the world, and it describes how that personality adapts and deals with different situations. Again, it's another way we can understand ourselves. I honestly don't know if I'm still this number. People can change, personalities change. It might even be different now, but I highly encourage you all to try it as well.
0: Do you know your number?
1: i I don't remember. I'm going I think I was
0: I'm a six, six. Okay. yeah. yeah, so you're the loyalist. Lo- yes, okay. Can you guess my number? one
1: reformer
0: people always think of me for that but really not, i'm not what are you i'm a three you're a three
1: achiever yeah can you describe what a three is
0: so we're the ones that always want to win we're very competitive mm. <laughs> Okay. <No clung. laughs> um, I don't know if you if that shows to you, but yeah, we are the go-getters. We we like to achieve success. Our biggest fear is failing. We're very cautious of our self-image, and so failure affects the self-image. And to, um, yeah, to have that seen is a uh, is shameful. I feel like I'm I'm definitely a competitive person <laughs> trying to get used to failing. Mm-hmm being more comfortable with that and the whole image part oh my gosh it's so relatable especially now with like social media instagram i feel like everyone could be a three now (laughs) in this world we just in the western culture you know like we live in a go 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 society
1: i haven't done the enneagram test in a bit but i remember being a type six and I, I guess, I, I guess this is me. It says, my basic fear is of being without support and guidance. Yeah. And my basic desire is to have security and support. Which, now that I think about it, is very true. And that's me, like, looking really, really deep in myself.
0: Do you feel like trust is a very heavy thing to give?
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think I did talk about this with Samantha or other people, too. I'm a closed book. Mm-hmm. It takes a bit. That kind of goes along with all the things that I want to do for me Mm. not caring about what other people think I'm just scared of being judged all the time yeah which is definitely normal it I think it's definitely prevented me from certain opportunities that I would have liked to have
0: it's real it's for real it's you're totally valid girl since trust is a a big thing for you what what is trust for you Good question.
1: <laughs> trust. I mean, I, I guess I can give you examples of people I do trust. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say some of my friends from college. I do trust. Someone who just accepts me for me.
0: Free judgment is a requirement for trust. Because you can't trust someone if you can't be yourself. Mm-hmm. Really. I feel like trust... For me, trust has also been... It's becoming more heavier because i'm I'm opposite, I'm an open book. Mm-hmm. I feel like I am, but doing that because I give people the benefit of the doubt,
1: mm-hmm.
0: not because I just like to share about my life, you know, yeah, because um, I love people, and I think in order to be relatable, re- you're required to share a part mm-hmm. of yourself, whether it's bits and pieces gradually building that or you just like you ever had those like friendships that you just connect to like right away and yeah. you could just say tell everything um it could be one of those kind of friendships rarely do i have friends that are like what you're mentioning um i think the biggest part is will they st- like how long can they stay how long can they stay from how much they've gotten to know me mm-hmm okay and that includes the good part all of my flaws because they'll show like how much can they accept you you know what mm-hmm. I mean yeah I think trust also I don't know if it if it's the same as tolerance but it definitely has to do with how well and how much can you tolerate mm-hmm. the other person you know yeah because I've had I've trusted people friends friends who have been friends for a season you know and then yeah. and then after a season like they're they just disappear trust is a big topic and it is a big topic it has a lot of like layers and that goes with it you know it's not just it's not just about like can you tell the deepest secrets of yours yeah. to someone yeah yeah exactly yeah I think also too is can they reciprocate mm-hmm. those deep things to you
1: true because
0: yeah. trust is a two-way street right it
1: is man, I have to go real deep.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It takes courage.
1: Talking about it right now and broadcasting it takes a lot of courage. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Speaking is a lot of courage. Yeah. You know?
1: It's funny because, I mean, I studied broadcast in college and so I actually learned how to do this, putting on this kind of production. Mm -hmm. But in my personal life, it's totally different. Mm. Like, I'd say this is a blend of my professional slash personal life Mm -hmm. yeah every single conversation they're like this is raw Um, (laughs) well I I know that you don't really do these kinds of things you don't really do podcasts and all that stuff so I wanted to thank you for joining me in this one yeah thanks for for having me yeah we had a really interesting conversation and that's the point
0: yeah like I said it's speaking is Speaking itself, it takes a lot of courage because I don't do this very often. I don't Mm -hmm. share to the public about my thoughts, my ideas, my, you know, opinions about certain things.
1: The blooming project is created and hosted by me a huge thank you to annie for being my guest for this episode thank you for trying something new by speaking to us and doing this podcast i hope you all enjoyed this episode you can follow annie on instagram to check out her new dance video that she released a few weeks ago her handle will be in the description and again a special thanks to kristen pasquale also besides spotify the blooming project is now available on apple podcast breaker google podcast overcast Pocket Cast, and radio public almost everywhere pretty much so follow get my notifications share and all of that thank you so much for listening and you will be hearing from me again next friday
0: here we go don't linger around i don't want to stay here no more just take a look around us it's time to move